0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Happy Thursday, Dr. Paul. How are you today? Good. good. Looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. maybe maybe the sun will come out, and I'll go ride a bike. Yeah, I may do the <laughs> same. <laughs> well, but right now we want to talk about how we've solved all the problems. You know, we you know if we solved all our problems, we wouldn't have much to do.
1: No, we could. Sitting here drinking people, pina coladas. But you, know, we, <laughs> if you know,
0: if you have, a, if you know about that much history, you'll realize our problems aren't going to go away. I, mean, no. I think we're talking in many ways universal problems that have been around for a long time. Mean and nasty people, uh, and other people who are trying to bring about peace. Yeah. So, but anyway, today we want to talk about. Uh, I, I think no, that's not right. Yeah. She's not your favorite senator. (laughs) Senator Elizabeth Warren is being sued. And you may even applaud that. I hope it's legitimate and all that sort of thing. But uh, she asked Amazon to, um, pressured Amazon, to not print print a book uh, that uh, she didn't like. And um, this was... um, Written by Joseph Mercola, yeah, our
1: friend. So yeah.
0: uh, she, it, it didn't fit her scenario, and so therefore she wanted to publish. But now, now the publisher is suing.
1: Yeah, so the, sure, yeah. it
0: entertains a little bit of legal questions: uh, Should the government uh, be involved? Can they do that and and, uh, and and sue people for certain things? And and the whole whole thing is is she's government and she's regulating speech. I don't think it's a big stretch to say that she stepped over the line.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, this is our theme today because it's not only Senator Warren, but it's also the Surgeon General of the United States. We can put up that first clip because the Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, he went on MSNBC and said, We got to put a stop to this Joe Rogan guy. We got to pull the plug on him. We got to silence this guy. He is saying the wrong things. Um, you know, what they really hate is the fact that people watch Joe Rogan and listen to Joe Rogan and they don't watch or listen to MSNBC and they're so jealous they can't stand it because he doesn't reduce people to sound bites. He talks in long form and he lets people say what they want to say. But the, both of these together are the main theme today and they're both chilling because you're seeing, and this is what you've said all along, Dr. Paul, is that these. Uh, tech companies are acting as agents of the government, and now we see the government officials openly encouraging and demanding that they act like the government's agents.
0: Yeah, and, you know, when it came to social media, this is a little bit different because uh, you, you could have something on and you get canceled and you lose your so-called privileges of posting, which was implied that you could do it. It was, as far as I'm concerned, it was a pretty strong implied contract with a So it signaled it out, uh, and it was usually in support of some government position and uh, carrying out government orders. So th- that became more difficult, especially those of us who care about private property rights and uh, we shouldn't violate, uh, you, you know, these standards. This is a little bit different now, though, because uh, uh, they're um, they're see, this was an official paper when when uh, uh, Elizabeth yeah. Warren wrote this. Yeah. You know, like a, an official document. I'm here from the government. I'm here to help you. Yeah. you yeah. know. So you, you better not do that. And, you know, uh, That's probably, that technique's probably been around for a long time. Uh, You know, it's always subtle, you know. uh, You do this and you will will be rewarded and this sort of thing. And and that sort of uh, has run rampant uh, with COVID because... You know, the government does all the mandates, uh, but they don't carry them out. They have their allies in the business community. They carry it out and do things that they probably wouldn't have done otherwise. And uh, they say, oh, this is private. This is private. So it, the whole thing is uh, that that the definitions become a little bit more uh, murky. And uh, that's why it's great to come along and have some... Uh, some journalists and some attorneys who are libertarian-minded.
1: Well, you don't have a bunch of Nazi thugs around a bonfire, but this is essentially a book-burning, what what Senator Warren's (coughs) doing. It's a high-tech book-burning is what it is. And her complaint is that there is information in Dr. Mercola's book that's not accepted by people that she respects. So, therefore, you're not allowed to read it. But as we know... Uh, the idea of science being settled is, is, is untrue. You remember Alex Berenson was banned for life from Twitter for saying that the shots don't prevent infection uh, and, uh, and spreading the, the, the virus. And of course that is admitted now. So the things that Mercola was saying, I don't know, I haven't read the book, but the whole idea that you know, we have to shut it down because it's not saying what we currently know. Well, if, we, if that was a the standard, then Fauci would be canceled <laughs> right. a year ago. But you know, the, the, the Rogan one, is also really concerning. And the thing is, so he goes on MSNBC, he goes on Mika Brzezinski's show, and you know, she is green with envy and jealousy. She would love to have, because when uh, Rogan had uh, Dr. Malone on, he got 50 million views. I'm sure she doesn't get that in a month, you know? (laughs) And that's why she's just seething with hatred and jealousy. And so she asked the U.S. Surgeon General, what do you think are the best ways to push back on misinformation about COVID? That continues to be aggressively pushed, whether it would be Joe Rogan's podcast or all over Facebook. So she's saying, how can you shut these people up? How can you not let people communicate? And of course, he's a mealy-mouthed little guy. We can have the best science available. We can have the best public health Expertise available, but it won't help people if they don't have access to accurate information like we've
0: never heard from anyone get the shot Get the shot get the shot and they will be the judge Yeah, uh, they of, will be of the what's judge what's good and what's bad But I, I think the Surgeon General alluded to the fact that, that this was necessary because he, he actually uh, alluded to the fact that big tech uh you know, needs protection, and uh, they play an important role in our society. So we, we have to keep our eyes on them, and uh, they will help take care of us, our propaganda machine. So that um, that is a, a, a significant event, but it's sort of a mixture, I think it's a loss now, of the purity of what, uh, you know, the First Amendment was all about. I bet we went a long time when they uh, wasn't uh, so much uh, activity in opposition to free expression. You know, I like the old days when... Uh the uh, ACLU would defend some of the worst kind yeah, of people, yeah. and when I remember those cases when I was pretty young, now I would ask people, uh, as a smart adult, I said, why, why did they do these people? Are you terrible? And they said, well, that's you know important that people have a right to say things that are controversial. Matter yeah. of fact, that's why you have a First Amendment. And uh, this is this is something that's long gone. That is not automatic right now. It's uh, you have to really fight. And I'm, I'm, this is why this uh, a publishing company uh, certainly is doing us all a service.
1: Yeah, it is. It is in, indeed. And, you know, they, they, they don't want to debate. They want sound bites, And that's what Mika Brzezinski is going on. She wants to control a little tiny soundbite where you can get someone to say what youth already think. <clears throat> and you call yourself a journalist. Whereas what Rogan does is he sits down for three hours and has it out. And he doesn't always agree with the people he has on. Some people he disagrees with. I think he had Geraldo Rivera on a while ago, and they disagreed. And people are enjoying this because they're getting tired of their lives being reduced to sound bites. So I would just say that Senator Warren and the Surgeon General of the U.S. are deeply anti-American in this, in this approach. And definitely the Surgeon General should be fired for saying this. Well,
0: you know, most of the time we think of uh, truth and falsehood. It's a very, very clear-cut line. But there are times when it does get a little bit mixed up and needs a debate. That's why if you have a strong opinion on one side and a strong one on the other side, the answer isn't just giving all the authority to the one who has the government clout and that's how you're gonna settle the dispute. It's sort of like the dispute that's been going on with COVID, you know, about the treatment. You, the doctors weren't even allowed to a yeah. lot of debate it. You mention a word that should be competition and there's things like natural. Oh, we've canceled out natural immunity long ago. That doesn't exist anymore. You know, that's back when you were in medical school. <laughs> it, it doesn't exist now.
1: And that's the other thing, too, though. You're right. Now we're finally able to talk about natural immunity, whereas you'd get canceled like Mirtha wants Rogan to get canceled if you'd said it a year ago. Mm -hmm. We're now talking about in the administration itself, uh, Walensky's talking about, well, we need to make a distinction between died from COVID and with COVID. Uh, That, If you were to said that a year ago, you would have been canceled as well. So these things change over time. So the idea that you can just kind of put a lid on things and everything stays in stasis is totally wrong. But you can imagine for four years, we heard nothing... But Trump is bullying the media. Trump is bullying the media. How terrible. Well, this is clearly this administration bullying the media in a very substantive way.
0: Yeah, I can just imagine what they'd be doing with with Trump right now on some of the things they're complaining about. We can imagine some of the things that Trump might do,
1: too. Well, that actually leads us to our next topic. And if we can actually pull up that third clip, because we talked over the first two clips. But as you say, imagine what they would do if Trump said something like this. Here's from Newsweek. Biden's pledge to nominate black women to SCOTUS Sec- Supreme Court of the US in spotlight as Breyer plans retirement.
0: Well, that is uh, attention getting. Yeah. You, you know, it's um it's part of this thing. This is connected, uh, you, you know, with, with this whole movement, the Black Lives movement uh, and the, the wokeism, the, the whole thing. And uh, what, what they want to do is to be able to cancel people, you know, black them out. And, and this, is what, this is what they're trying to do. And, uh, but but uh, Biden comes along and uh, here, it, the only thing I can say is they were able to take clips from the fact that he said this before. Yeah, he's you know, said it just, many he, times. He was already committed to, to this. But it was uh, no, nobody uh, challenged him on that. But uh, it, it's the fact that he thinks he can cancel it. So instead of saying what he is for, which some people say, well, that's what he's supposed to do. I'm for ABC. Instead of that, he says, I'll tell you what I'm not for. What I will not entertain because we don't need to have a discussion over this. We don't need to have an input. We don't need the senators to have to advise and consent and know what they believe in. This is it. There's going to be and I did have a list of what you're not allowed. Well, everything else is off limits. You know, uh, if you don't happen to be a black woman. And uh, I, I, you know, I think that uh, we haven't done too badly on what has happened in the last 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, certainly there, there's a, uh, there's a some uh, blacks on, on the Supreme Court. So I think that, yes, it's imperfect, but is this a perfection that we should rally around and say, well, the best way to do this to correct these problems is to take liberty away from somebody else. They think if you take liberty from some people, the person you're giving it to with an affirmative action type of program, all of a sudden they're going to be more free. You can't transfer freedom. And that's what they do. They think freedom only exists by destroying the freedom of others. Yeah. But it has to be by giving both sides freedom. And, and then it, then it, it, we're going to work a much better chance of it working.
1: You know the thing about this—that this is a there's a there's a long history of Biden acting this way—and for all of the uh, the talk on the left about diversity, what Biden is doing is he's weaponizing blacks. He's weaponizing blacks as a political tool, rather than viewing them as human beings with complex sets of interests, complex sense of uh, sets of political views. Uh, he would hate to see a Clarence Thomas, wouldn't he? It, he would despise it. But here's a quote from that article, though, Dr. Paul, that I think really encompasses. <coughs> The, the I hate to use the word racist, but the, the terrible approach of Biden on this. If we could put up that next clip. This is what Biden said. I am committed that if I'm elected president, this is last May, and, uh, May of uh, 20, and have the opportunity to appoint someone to the courts, I'll appoint the first black woman to the courts. Biden said, quote, it's required that they have representation now. It's long overdue. You think about that. The idea that people on the court only represent their skin color or their gender or their what have you. I thought they were supposed to represent the Constitution.
0: You know, this, this this has been annoying, and it's annoyed a lot of people and it's gotten a lot of attention because of the significance of this. But uh, what is it, a couple of months ago when uh, during the campaign when he blurted out when he was talking to a black gentleman who I thought was just trying to get information. I thought he might have even been a supporter and yeah, all. Yeah. But all, I think he asked a question that sounded like, well, he might be doubtful, and he was asking the president something, and and uh, and, and the candidate for president, Biden, uh, sort of exploded on this. So his definition of all this was, you know, if you if you ain't for me, he said, if you're not voting for me, you ain't black. Yeah. and I thought. How could anything be so crude yeah. and revealing uh, by by an attitude like that? And uh, certainly it can be legal. I mean, free expression is not illegal. But it was sure a revelation of character and a revelation of good judgment. And yet. Uh, they they put him in the basement. We didn't want to hear from him. Yeah. And he became president of the world. The, the most
1: the most votes <laughs> in the history. Now
0: he's in full charge yeah. of uh, of all our civil liberties. Yeah. <laughs> he does
1: provide humor
0: every day, though, when he talks. Yeah. But it is talk That's about the way I can get by. I
1: don't mind that part actually. I, w- I don't mind having a comedian like that for president. But it really is a dehumanizing effect toward blacks. Because it says, hey, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. It's just so dehumanizing. It's like you'd hear something on a plantation or something in the days of old. It's it's really but, but, awful. but you
0: know, Daniel, I think uh, the number of blacks that would not be offended by what we're saying are pr- pretty numerous because they don't get airtime on most of the TV networks but I've seen some on yeah. there that understand this very clearly and uh, uh, certainly a good friend of mine no longer with us uh, Walter Williams yeah. he under- understood this so clearly that uh, he 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 thought it was an insult for somebody to come along and say who's your black leader
1: yeah <laughs> I
0: mean he just couldn't stand that yeah. uh, he says I don't need a black leader yeah. he was more interested in and economics and uh, sound economic policies and uh, trying to get away from all that. And he did a good job, and he had a great contribution on economics. So uh, he was somebody I I, I really admired.
1: He was a great man. I had the chance to drive him once, and he was (laughs) really in the presence of greatness. Well, I guess we'll move on to the next one because this is a story that nobody is covering in the mainstream media. It is a massive, massive story that is totally ignored, and it just shows you how Soviet our media is. Let's put on that next clip. This is from the Toronto Sun. The only thing I've seen mentioning it, trucker convoy took two hours to roll through town. This is called uh, the 2022 Convoy for Freedom in Canada. It's a convoy of trucks across the entire country. We're talking 50,000 trucks. The convoy reaches 100 miles long, nearly 100 miles long, and the participants are 1.4 million. It is a massive, massive protest. It's against the VAX mandate on truckers, which you talked about a while ago. It's against all the restrictions in society in Canada. And it is so massive. And in fact, if uh, you don't mind, let's look at a couple of clips. And by the way, Trudeau, the prime minister, he, this is a this is a bunch of fringe nobodies. Forget this. Well, let's watch what he says at first. Here's, here's their prime minister, the I think we pay the first 15 the seconds of this.
0: Small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they are expressing do not represent. They're just,
1: they're just the fringe views of people. Canadians but look, Dr. Paul, this is what fringe—a small, insignificant fringe—looks like. Let's put up the next one. I think we want 20 seconds of this one. This is a small fringe group in Canada. The thing is, it's pretty cold in Canada, my guess is, especially at night. Watch this. These are people out on a cold night cheering this massive, they say it's a world record, never in history. And one more clip, this is during the day of the same rally uh, in Canada. Let's look at that next one, we can play the whole clip. This is them during. The, this is how they're being greeted by Canadians. This is the small fringe. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing.
0: You have to admit it's a small portion of what's going on because I think this is mostly the people coming from the west and going east, going to Ontario. Yeah, they're and, going to Ottawa. Yeah. And now, now they're uh, find, finding out that they're form, uh, they're organizing in the east and and coming together and. Some truckers coming from U- u.s yeah. going up there so no this is great um y- y- you know we're always cautious in using the word democracy yeah you know, because <laughs> it's so misused democracy means the dictatorship of the majority if you can put them all together and they can take away your rights that- that's not this kind of mo- democracy this is democracy this is people speaking out yeah and it's part of the marketplace i've always been taught that True democracy from a libertarian viewpoint is the marketplace and uh, the pricing mechanism what you buy and sell and who benefits, you know, and and they have, uh, you know, so much control of the market. But this this is the marketplace working. And uh, I was I was thinking uh, while while you were showing that go Canada. Yeah. it's it's a little bit bigger than this is what I'm delighted. There's some coming from the United States yeah. and moving up there. And it is all they keep doing this, even out of desperation, because they're close to the end of the uh, pandemic, yeah. which was uh, always fudged a bit, you know, yeah. the, the whole the whole uh, seriousness of it.
1: But, well, you know, Trudeau is a deeply <laughs> evil person. I, I have to say that it's the same guy that said, if you don't want to get a vaccine, you are a racist and a misogynist and you shouldn't be in polite society. Uh, he, he's saying that this is a fringe. I think he's losing it. I think he's seeing the damage that he's done to the country. And if you see all of these people, these are blue collar, these are the real people of Canada, and they've had it and they're fed up. I think it's a tremendous. Tremendous moment. Well,
0: I have a suggestion for him. He should take a trip uh, to London yeah. <laughs> and visit with their prime minister. Yeah. Maybe they can work out a, a, a better solution to what they're doing. Yeah. And I think the solution could be done in one sentence if if they were to listen to somebody with a different attitude. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. Well, do we want to do a little uh, update on Ukraine. We can put up that last clip. This is from Dave DeCamp over at Antiwar.com. Great piece. Uh, and this says, I think almost everything, Dr. Paul. Because while the U.S. is saber-rattling and sending weapons and saying that an a, a, a invasion by Russia into Ukraine is imminent, the grown-ups in the room went to Paris. This is the Normandy Four group. This is Russia, Ukraine, Germany, and France. They went there yesterday. They met in Paris. They sat for eight hours, and they agreed to uphold the ceasefire. They agreed to tone down the tensions. And what it tells you it's for all the bellicosity, I think, of U.S. foreign policy, all the bellicosity of the Biden administration, the desperation uh, to heap up conflict. The U.S. has become irrelevant. They're absolutely irrelevant to the situation. The adults sat down and said, OK, guys, this tension is getting too high. What are we going to do? Let's get on track to solve it.
0: To me, this is proof that this group getting together, they're more local, and we're not involved, they're making more progress. It's not in our news every night. Yeah. And and yet it's very, very significant. And uh, wh- what are we doing? We're pumping up probably 80 or 90% of the news, uh, hopefully it isn't that bad, is nothing more than warmongering. Yeah. Because it, peace is going to break out. What are we going to do about this? I know, regardless, we, we have to show there's a danger because that's why we're building more weapons. We need more weapons. So all of a sudden, guess what? You know, Republicans sometimes argue with the Democrats, yeah. you know, and they, they have their conflict. But not on this. They're rushing back, and I think they're going to go with. Uh, they'll go with Pelosi. She's rushing. His, but you know, I, I'm sure you noticed this. But uh, this, this was they were going to have no hearings. Yeah, yeah. No, no hearings. No gonna, markup. Which, 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 no, no markup. No public debate. Really, actually, that didn't. Sometimes they did that matter of fact. They brought some of those worst kind of things up when we were there uh, under suspension. Yeah, uh, that would be the biggest insult of yeah. all if they. Put that up on the suspension and passed. I would say the American people better wake up and find out who's representing them there. I mean, just the principle is wrong, and, and the practicality of it's wrong, and and yet that's what they're doing. The answer to this is uh, yes. Uh, it, it looks like peace could break out, and we got to prove that we need to be scared. Yeah. Be scared, and this is what we're we're going to do, and uh, build more weapons and. Guess what? Military industrial complex. That, that sounds like a pretty good yeah, idea. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. $500 million. I, I wrote about it. It's on Mises.org today. And I think it's on Lucite, uh, but about this massive, massive bill. So while the grown-ups are getting together and saying, hey, let's calm it down, the Germans sent some helmets. they refused to send weapons. They sent some helmets. Uh, while they're doing that, we're trying to ramp it up. Uh, you know, so that just goes to show. I mean, when, you're, when, you, when you act like the world is going to take orders from you, you started becoming irrelevant and that's what's what's happening. So I think we're done. The last thing I was going to say, Dr. Paul, is a couple pieces of good news that we didn't get a chance to fit into today's show. But as of uh, yesterday, as, as of yesterday, Denmark has ended all COVID, almost all COVID restrictions. And as of today, all restrictions in the UK are gone. So people are going to pubs are having a great time. The UK one, of course, is because Boris Johnson is on his way out. Uh, but nevertheless, I think... Really, we can look at we'll look back in history as this might be the day that the Berlin Wall of COVID has started to fall.
0: There you go, and I think there are signs of it. But uh, the uh, one thing, if they run out of steam and they can't pump up uh, what's going on in Ukraine, they'll find another place. As a matter of fact, uh, they always keep two or three going at a time. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's still uh, the smoldering embers of, of what's going on in the Middle East but relatively quiet but the the far east is not doing so well we're still very much involved there but i think that uh, uh, unfortunately for us our policy is doing exactly what we claim that we can't allow it to happen that the uh, chinese can make any advances although you know we gracefully and uh, uh, actually buy a lot of stuff from there because the prices are better so we we're, we're participating at the same time. We blame them, just like we blame Russia for everything. People uh, it, uh, should, you know, be responsible for themselves, but a country should be responsible for themselves. And they collectively, they should not be, you, you know, always looking to blame somebody else. If, if we have policies, monetary policies, uh, foreign policy policies that aggravate, why is it uh, unpatriotic to mention it? I would think it's unpatriotic to deny it and hide the truth, and believe me, there's a lot of truth hidden in, hidden there, and it doesn't come up, and when you think about the commissions that we have set up in the last hundred years to sort, of, sort out the truth, uh, we realize that the truth is usually hidden from the people, and that's, that's going on, I guess, th- throughout all history, because the politicians don't want to be blamed. That's why... When I think about all this and how are we going to do this, how are we going to get better people in there to do it? And I've decided a long time ago that the solution to our economic problems and spending less money and balancing the budget, there's a lot of factors involved. But the one thing is it's not going to come from the people there. It's not going to be coming from, coming. it will, it will not come from bigger government. What we need is less government designed for Concentrating on one principle, and that is how do we restore and make sure the individual people in the country have their liberties? Protecting liberty is a lot better approach than saying, Oh, we're going to take care of you from cradle to grave, and we are going to protect the markets, and we're going to do this overseas, and an empire is good for business, on and on. It's a bad system, so it's a big problem. And the answer that I'm alluding to isn't going to come from the people I knew in Washington. A few, yes. They know about it, but it's a big secret. Don't expect the universities to come along and teach, you know, real history about what personal liberty is all about. That's not going to happen either. But in spite of the shortcomings of the Internet, the... uh, effort to get a message out about, you know, living in a free country and p- emphasizing personal liberty and and looking to get people to understand why the absence of the initiation of force against other people is not complicated. You don't hurt other people and you fulfill your contracts. And those are the rules you have. And uh, and yet they make it complicated. You know, so if you have a regulation, you, I'm still astounded but not surprised, I guess. When you look at some things going on, I bet you, if you looked at every executive order in the last two years regarding COVID, uh, now that the states have caught on to executive orders and bureaucracy, it's huge. That is not the way to, to manage a country or p- promote liberty. There's a much better and easier way. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.